place in Bourne being a real favorite of mine simply because when I drove up to it, I felt so relaxed. But there was a hard-to-read inscription on the trophy, but it definitely made reference to Satch Sanders. And they told him, hey, we've got this deal for you. This is your trophy. He goes, well, that should crumble right in your hands. That's how old it is, you know. Uh, and then she said, you know, we were thinking about taking down another wall. There might be another trophy hiding behind that one. So there was a good piece of uh, sports memorabilia uh, like inconceivable it. for you there. Okay. Um you know, uh, I, I always like mentioning the uh, the Royals to you. Not the Kansas City kind, uh, but the uh, – Shout out to Gene Watson. Yes, yes, vice president. Shout out to uh, Alex Gordon. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gino will be at the Texas TCU game this weekend, by the way. He, he will be there. Told me that yesterday. Um, no, I was talking about the British Royals. You know, and, and the new king, long live the king, King Charles, not real popular right now you know that just just not a pop the whole thing they do approval ratings for the royal family like we got approval ratings for on occasion here. and apparently not good and you know you don't have to worry about approval ratings you know how people feel when when commoners as they might say throw eggs at the royals and uh king charles this this is your approval rating thing here jeff he is currently despite being the king he is the fifth most popular member of the royal family. Uh, despite having passed away earlier this year, the queen is still number one, 73% approval rating. Kate Middleton, 66%. Prince William, her husband, 65%. King Charles is 44%, but he was beaten out for fourth place by his sister, Princess Anne, at 61%. One critic of the king was not shy about showing his disapproval, a protester threw eggs at King Charles and Camilla. The egg thrower, 23-year-old University of York student Patrick Fellwell, was released on bail so long as he both stays 500 meters or more from the king and doesn't bring eggs to a public place. You're not allowed to bring <laughs> eggs to a public place. Weren't you the other day talking about some of the weird laws in Texas and stuff like that? Yeah, that, that was right after I said, hey, we should do an inconceivable one day on strange laws yeah. in the state. And you mean like five seconds later, Snoop said, hey, wouldn't it be great to look up these crazy laws in each state? Yeah. Sorry. There you go, Snoop. Thanks uh, for joining the party on I that love, deal. I love you, Snoop. <laughs> um, <laughs> Me too, man. Uh, by the way, you know, laws like, this is on the books, <laughs> it's illegal to walk in a public place down the streets in, I believe it's Lexington, Kentucky, with an ice cream cone in your pocket. Odd. Somebody, uh, on a different note, somebody texted in and said, it is on the books, it is, it is illegal in the state of Wyoming to fornicate with sheep. That's good. Good to have that there, I guess, if you if people need to be told that. So, I mean, if Wyoming ever scheduled Texas All ahead, right, maybe, I knew it was yeah, going there. I knew it was hitting. Right. At least he didn't mention Gerald, so I was good on there. Okay. Now to the Florida stories. Um, first of all, we've uh, got a Florida man who was arrested for committing fraud. What was his fraud? Pretending to be Irish. What? While committing fraud. This happened. We got a couple of Florida panhandle stories for you today, okay? Just like my buddy who once got drunk in college and was drinking IPAs at 3 in the morning and screaming at the TV in an Irish accent and woke us all up. Yeah, that. Okay. That. This guy apparently was doing that, or not quite that. What he was arrested for in Panama City, Florida, was arrested after committing multiple 
fraudulent transactions while pretending to be an Irish national. Florida Department of Labor Enforcement became aware of a man using the pseudonym Declan Quinn to commit fraud back in February. Following an investigation, agents found that Quinn had won the position of an HOA board of directors presidents in his neighborhood. Oh, we got an Irish national as our HOA president local, you know, Del Boca Vista or something, you know. He also used his standing in the community to obtain a $17,000 loan fraudulently. Yikes. Fake name was even used to sign a notarized promissory note stating he would repay the loan, which he failed to do so. He said, oh, no, Declan Quinn will repay that, right? His real name is Daryl Gary Belke. He's 55 years of age. Is that kind of like when uh, Hulk Hogan was going through the Gawker lawsuit and he was like, well, you know, there's a difference between Hulk Hogan and Terry Bollea. Like, Hulk, yeah, Hogan's, yeah. Not, Hulk Hogan's not a racist. He, right. he fights for the rights of every man, but Terry apparently, apparently Terry, Terry Bollea only cares <laughs> about the white man. Yeah, yeah, right. That was it. Uh, Daryl <laughs> Gary Belke was later revealed to be a convicted felon out of Wisconsin. So, but he posed as an Irish immigrant to neighbors while why participating you, why in business deals. Why would you deals. want to be president of your HOA? I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that. Like that's like, dude, just line up and everybody in this neighborhood just kick yeah. me right in the tenders. Like, dude, that's got to be the worst job yeah. ever. Um, it's power. We kind of have an oopsie situation. Um, uh, this was a, a gentleman out of Lake City, Florida. That's in the Panhandle. Two deputies will be suspended, and a Florida sheriff apologized after a visually impaired man was arrested last month when his walking cane was mistaken for a gun. Um, you know, I know they're on the lookout for guns in Florida. I understand that. Is that like when Evil Knievel used to walk around with that diamond-encrusted walking stick filled with wild turkey? Something like that. Uh, it, uh, apparently, uh, the, the deputies will face suspension without pay. The sheriff was demoted after an investigation was launched when he requested body camera video of his arrest. So the arrest report said he was stopped uh, after she saw him enter a crosswalk with a traffic control device indicated not to walk. Uh, he appeared to be carrying a silver chrome pistol with a white grip in his back right pocket. Now that was a cane. Okay, he was visually impaired, so there's that. And finally, fellas, uh, speaking of guns, speaking of Florida, Serious stuff. A gun was found inside a raw chicken at uh, security checkpoint. I was saving this one for you. I could have gotten to this while you were out, but I'm like, no, just let Craig handle that. Okay, all right. Uh, the, the TSA posted on their Instagram account, the plot chickens, they said. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, good. They, they said, we got to it in a base of time, you know. Jeez. Well, uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, it was a bird that was stuffed with a uh, firearm, and this is why they're uh, on high alert on this. A record number of guns have arrived at TSA checkpoints in Florida in 2022. Records have been set at 12 Florida airports for guns. Orlando, 129 guns is at the top of your illegal gun a scoreboard, Fort Lauderdale not far behind at 120, and Tampa in third place with 102 guns at the airport. They've got some doing to do if they're going to. Hiding it in a chicken is actually uh, one of the more creative ways. You, I mean, you could do Barry Switzer and just stick it in your it bag. In yeah, you could do that. Uh, that was in a raw chicken. So uh, there it is, the gun in the raw chicken. 
And it was stuck in that strategic area. All right. in the south end of the bird right there. Yeah, it sure is. Boy, sure is. So there it is, your inconceivable, complete with three types of Florida felicity. Up next, hour number two of Light the Tower from Pluckers on the Horn. The Horn. Second hour of Light the Tower on the Horn. Craigway, Jeff Howe from Pluckers, the Burnets. 183 Research Location. Hope you'll come on out. Have you something already? Several people couldn't wait for the yeah. doors to get open. Uh, so uh, getting underway with that. Of course, we'll have our Wing Folk lunch coming up after we leave there at noon o'clock. At noon o'clock. Noon o'clock. It is noon of the clock. Noon of the clock. That's right. Uh, so at noon, at 12 o'clock noon. And, uh, and uh, Chad and Zay will be along at that time. Uh, of course, this afternoon. Uh, uh, Rod and Hardball Harge with you, and uh, and and then of course uh, lots of high school football for you tonight here on the Horn uh, at 7:30. The kickoff uh, it'll be uh, Lake Travis against Round Rock on uh, 101.9 and AM 12:60. Vandegrift against Bowie, and on Coke FM tonight 98.5 and 99.3 FM it'll be LBJ against Elgin. The reason for that is. The season opener for Texas women's basketball is tonight at Moody Center as the Longhorns will take on the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana, their season opener for the third-ranked Longhorns. And uh, that'll be – that. by the way, the tip-off time for that was pushed back to 7.30. was 7, but because of the Texas women's soccer uh, game going on, NCAA soccer action against the Aggies, there in uh, first round NCAA tournament. That's at five o'clock, and so then at seven thirty will be the Texas women seven fifteen airtime on one hundred five three the bat. So we'll have uh, all of that uh, coming up for you. And then of course our Longhorn game day coverage commences from Bevo Boulevard two thirty tomorrow afternoon, and uh, then the uh, kickoff at six thirty Texas against TCU. Speaking of that, two things. One coming up in a few minutes. We will uh, bring you the uh, latest selections in the Supreme Lending Pick'em Challenge for Jeff Howe and Snoop Daniel trying to uh, shake off a disappointing weekend. It's a bad week last week. We, we're going to bounce back. Yeah. We're uh, strong. Strong and mighty. All right. So that, that's coming up. But speaking of strong and mighty, joining us on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline, the recruiting editor, Horns 24-7. The great Mike Roach joins us now. Mike, how are you today? I'm good, gentlemen. How are y'all doing? We're good, thank you. Did you make it out to a by district playoff game last night? I was in your neck of the woods. I saw the Westlake Chaparrales take on a uh, Round Rock Cedar Ridge, mm, and a pretty impressive win uh, for Westlake. Uh, get a good look at Colton Vosick, did you? I did. Uh, yeah, that was the, the primary reason when we had heard earlier. You know, coming just coming out of the weekend that he was going to uh, possibly flip to Texas. I had other plans on Thursday, and I told somebody I better just get on the list at Westlake just in case here. So uh, glad I took care of that early in the week and uh, was prepared to go out and see him. But he was he had a really good game. Um, Westlake started a little slow, gave up an early touchdown, had had an early turnover, but then they when they turned it when they turn it on, you know, it's it's like nobody else. 
Yes. Uh, uh, by the way, one other note about Colton Vosick. This is how I'd kind of gotten a hint a few weeks ago. Everybody pointed to the Iowa State game uh, with him uh, being at that one. You pointed that out, and, and, and that was certainly uh, a, uh, a sign. Another sign was I'd been told that uh, the night before that game or, or was that the, the – no, the week before against uh, with the win over Lake Travis that uh, – that he walked into a team meeting room where they had the players' commitments on the board and his his commitment thing had listed Oklahoma and he went and just tore it off of the board and it sent his teammates cheering or something like that. So the story's a little apocryphal perhaps, but but I know there was something about that. He'd been thinking about this for some time, had he not, Mike? Yeah, I always say with legacies, like, there's a point in time where you have to come to a fork in the road and you have to decide, do I want to you know, take the path of – of going somewhere I've dreamed about going my entire life and doing something I've always dreamed about doing, or do I want to take the other road and go do something unknown? And I think that, um, you know, for a lot of people, and they they can say whatever they want, but when you get to that decision, it, it, it hits a little harder. And I think when he got to that point, especially being at the Oklahoma game, I think even, you know, the, the results played out to themselves, but even without those results, I think he got to the Oklahoma game and just thought, what am I doing? Like, I've I've come here every year of my life and rooted for Texas. What am I doing? So um, things kind of started to turn there. I think the, the staff just did a really good job staying after him and, and being in a position to capitalize. So, Mike, they get the big flip with Colton Vosick. Theme, things seem to be trending in the right direction with Anthony Hill, who, uh, you know, the visit gets confirmed, and then about 45 minutes later, he, he decommits from Texas A&M. Jelani McDonald, who decommitted from Oklahoma State a few weeks ago, is going to be on campus this weekend. Mike, I was thinking about this, and, and I don't know if you've thought about it, but I was thinking about this yesterday. I can't remember the last time Texas had this kind of recruiting momentum during a season. Uh, and, you know, with everything, it seems like everything is kind of coming together. Uh, it's pretty hard to put into words, Mike, what this weekend could mean for Steve Sarkeesian and company. Probably 2018, I would say, was the last time they've had this type of uh, recruiting momentum during a season. Um, it's a big one. It's it's huge. It's it's a weekend outside of Alabama that they've been looking at all year, and they've you know been kind of pointing to getting everybody here for this, and I think it just works out, but. You know, I think if TCU was a three-loss team and ranked maybe in the back half of the top 25, they'd still be trying to get a lot of guys on campus. But it works out with them being undefeated, Texas having a chance to snap that undefeated streak and, uh, you know, really push forward in their race for the Big 12 as well. So um, everything's kind of coming together. It, it, it helps that Oklahoma and Texas A&M continue to struggle. Um, and while Texas, uh, you know, they're not, it's not like they're stainless, but they're they're struggling a lot less. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a massive, massive weekend for the Longhorns. Mike, of all the guys that are going to be on campus this weekend, who, who are the guys that are top of mind for you that you're really keeping an eye on this weekend? Yeah, I mean, obviously Anthony Hill, the five-star linebacker from Denton Ryan, who is, you know, as good of a football, just pure football player as I've ever covered. Um, I think that Texas has a really good chance there. They've, they've kind of moved into a command position He's talked about possibly taking that deciding day. It wouldn't shock me at all if he made a call this weekend. Um, I, I just think that they're they're kind of gaining momentum quickly uh, with him. Um, and then Deuce Robinson, the five-star tight end from Phoenix, Arizona, uh, should be on in campus on, as well. 
DeAndre Moore from St. John Bosco, Jacoby Lane from uh, Red Mountain in, in Mesa, Arizona, all guys on official visits that I think they have a chance at. You know, Jacoby Lane, and a lot of flipping going on if they're going to do it because Jacoby Lane's committed to USC. Uh, DeAndre Moore's committed to Louisville. Um, they're they're in on a bunch of guys who are committed elsewhere. And, um, you know, I, I wrote something last year, but I had a source that uh, told me that Sark almost works better as a in a flip position than in an initial recruitment because he is he stays so cool with things that he never pushes that hard at the beginning. And then when it comes down to the end, it's, you know, he, he finds himself in a good position to, to capitalize. Mike, you know, under Tom Herman was the first time we really saw Texas, other than going to get, you know, legacy guys or uh, maybe a guy that just you knew was a really big fan of you. Uh, that was the first time we saw Texas really go to Arizona and California to try to get guys. Uh, and obviously with Sark's ties to that part of the country, uh, I don't know if you want to put a percentage on it, Mike, but it seems like that's still going to be a pretty big piece of what they want to do. I mean, and I don't know where you stand on it, but I think it's it's pretty bold now knowing, you know, what is in front of USC with Lincoln Riley there now, UCLA's, you know, having a good year. It, it just seems like uh, Sark's just willing to, still willing to get in the fight in, in Southern California and Arizona when that area might be more competitive than it was even when he took the job. Uh, I mean, even up to... Uh, California. They've recruited Colorado. They've recruited Utah. Um, they're all about expanding out west. They've gone into the southeast more. You know, this is truly a national recruiting effort, which it should be for the University of Texas. Um, you know, I mentioned Northern California. There's a kid coming in this weekend, a 2024 quarterback from Folsom named Austin Mack, who is, uh, I think, probably looking at a, a, I don't want to speak for our evaluators, but a, probably a top 100 kid by the time it's all said and done um, in, the, in the 2024 class and, and has a lot of interest in Texas. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're able to uh, kind of use those connections to, to go all over, all the way even out to the islands where Leona Lee Fowl, who's committed, will be in this weekend for an unofficial visit. So um, it is a, a true national recruiting effort at this point. Mike, uh, we'll get you out of here on this. Win or lose this weekend for Texas on the recruiting front, what makes this a slam dunk weekend for Texas? Uh, commitment. That's, uh, that's what everybody wants. They've got to win, too. Like, I, you know, usually in these things, I just say, oh, you know, put up a good showing, do, you know, to have a good job on the visit. Uh, even if they get some, if they were to lose and get some kids, I would still say, you know, you got to win in these situations at some point, and it's not enough to be close and have a good game environment. They need to hold up there into the bargain this week and win. There he is. You can find uh, find him on Twitter, at Mike Roach 247 You can still, if you need a good Christmas present for the Longhorn fan there you in go. your life, Mike's book, The Road to Texas, Incredible Twists and Improbable Turns Along the Texas Longhorn Recruiting Trail. Go to Amazon, all of your book retailers. Get that book. Craig wrote the forward for it. There's a Rod Babers chapter in there. Plenty of great stuff uh, with the book. Also, if you're a Longhorn Blitz subscriber, you, you know you get the State of Recruiting podcast whenever it drops. If you're not, Search Horns 24-7. That's Horns 247. No dashes, no slashes, no spaces. Anywhere you get your podcast, click the follow button, get every episode of State of Recruiting when it drops, and you can find Mike's work along with Hudson Standish, our outstanding recruiting team at Horns 24-7. Mike, thanks so much. Glad you made it back home from Austin safely, and we'll do it again next week. All right. Thanks, fellas. All right. Thanks very much. Mike Roach, Horns 24-7.
busy man this time hard, of year. Hardworking man. I talked to him yesterday <laughs> when he was on his way, oh, way down here, and he was like, "Man, it's just been it's been insane this week." Because, like I said, I mean, it's been it's yep. been a minute since. We've seen this kind of in-season recruiting. You know, last year, Craig, it was all after the season. That run in December, it just kind of mounted for Sark. But this is like legit in-season recruiting momentum. I, that, doesn't, that hasn't always happened around here. You're right. It's a good point. I, I forgot to ask Mike where he was going to be tonight. Do you know the game he's at tonight? Oh. Uh, he might be up in the Metroplex. There's a lot happening yeah, up there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember, though. I know He, he oh, went he, to North Crowley, right? Didn't he uh, go to no, North? No, Mike's an Irving High guy. Oh, okay. All right. Um. He lives over he there. He lived over there. He's in Denton. Now. That's right, because North Crowley is hosting its by-district playoff game uh, tonight. I, for, yeah, I forget where he's going. Yep, yep. Okay. Irving High did not make the playoffs. They're not, they're not in there. In fact, I think only MacArthur of the three uh, was able to uh, make a playoff spot. What's, what, what's Chris Beard's alma mater? He did go to Irving and then finished at McCullough. Okay. Uh, the now defunct Conroe McCullough in Houston, down there where Lance Blanks, of course, played. That, his high school that consolidated into the Woodlands, didn't it? Yes, it did. Okay. It did. It absolutely did. Um, all right. So there's our uh, weekly visit there with uh, Mike Roach. All Supreme, right. Supreme Lending? Uh, yeah. Should we do that before the break? We, we can do it real quick. Yeah, we can knock it out. Uh, Snoop, let's have it. It's Supreme Lending Pick'em time. And um, Supreme Lending and John McClellan, by the way, is, he's leading the deal. And he reminds Bucky and Aaron when he's on with them that he's leading the deal. And and and, yep. and Bucky and Aaron's response is always, you know, we're 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 right there. We're, we're you know we're in the neighborhood. We're we, we gotta we gotta break this tie with Bob Cole though, Snoop. That's our yeah, goal. I start to say at the other end of the spectrum. Oh, you went there, Craig. Well, I mean, are you guys all the way at the bottom? Are you at the bottom? Are you I at the very the, bottom? I think in the Horn Cluster we're at the bottom. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Let's start it off. What do you got on the, the collegiate front? College games, give them to me, Snoop. UCF versus Tulane. You know, that was the other game that they considered college game day being at. It's just that they weren't sure they'd probably have any kind of student turnout there in New Orleans. Tulane, they knew what it would be like, the atmosphere here in Austin. Give me the fighting Willie Fritz's in the green wave. Like the green wave. The Absolutely. Okay. All right. Green so wave. Tulane is down. All right. Bama, Old Miss. Do, do I dare pick against Nick Saban to – or I pick, I actually picked Bama last week. Yeah, you did. Do I dare pick Nick Saban to lose two games in a row? No, I'm not. Okay. I like Ole Miss, but yeah. give me Bama to bounce back. Okay. All right, Kansas State, Baylor. This is one of those Ooh. toss-ups. We know how tough it is to win on the road. You know what this is, Jeff? It's a Big 12 eliminator. Losing team not is all but. Yeah. All but knocked out of the conference championship game picture. Yes. Uh, you know what? Give me Baylor at home. I just like the way they're running the football right now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right, so there's the three collegiate picks. Now, Snoop, it's time to move to the National Football League where Snoop went. Did he go 1-1 one one or 0-2? Oh no, Snoop, Snoop was 1-1. One one. He had the split last week. He had the okay. Split. All right. All right I, I would have lost a parlay. <laughs> Snoop, let's just get the easy one out of the way for you. Sunday afternoon, Cowboys Packers in Green Bay. Cowboys and like Aaron Rodgers stinks right now. So the Packers are not very good. Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree with Jeff. It's probably uh, going to be the uh, the easy one uh, for you there, Snoop. You, that that would be one where you can go clearly on 
fanboy emotion as you <laughs> invariably do sometimes to your detriment. I don't think it'll be to your detriment. Now, if we're picking, game. if we're picking against the number, what's the number? I think last I saw it was five. Hmm. Five, and it might have been up to seven. I know it was a wow. five. Yeah. Okay. That's the Packers as a home dog, Craig. Yeah. About that. Yeah. That's how far okay. they've gone. Snoop, I don't know what to tell you in this one because I still don't think we've got clarity on this Josh Allen elbow situation. Yeah. Vikings Bills. I am going to take the Bills because it's in Buffalo, and I think the Bills want to prove that they're more than Josh Allen. Okay. Uh, so they want to go with the former Abilene Wiley Bulldog, Case Keenum. Oh, yeah. And Houston Cougar. I Houston. totally forgot Case Keenum was their backup quarterback. Yeah. For, former Viking great Case Keenum. You, you know why I was reminded of that? Somebody scarfed him and scooped him up in our fantasy league. Like, really? Did you, see, did you see the waiver wire? You're like, the hell are people yeah. picking up Case picking Keenum? Picking him up? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah, some nice so, targets. Uh, yeah. Um, but, you, but you like them even with Case Keenum at quarterback, you're saying? Yeah, I like Stephon Diggs. I think he's his own man. And uh, Singletary's not bad either. And okay. Knox, I like the tight end. They also like that move they made at the deadline, getting Naheem Hines from the, the Colts. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. kid can ball. Yeah. Um, uh, I, thinking about the Vikings, for my fantasy team, picked up TJ Hawkinson. Nice, yes. Needed that. Yeah. Hopefully I can get things turned around. All right, so to review. Are you on the struggle bus in the fantasy league? Court? I am of late, three-game losing streak. Oh. Yep. I was four and two, and some of it hurt by buys and injuries, but no excuses here. All right, your picks: Tulane, yep, Alabama, yep, Baylor. Snoop, your two picks: Bills and Cowboys. There they are, the supreme lending pick'em challenge. We'll hope for better results for Jeff and Snoop this weekend with the picks. All right, uh, coming up. Bills and Cowboys, I'm in the third grade all over again. There you go. There you go. All right, up next, we'll have this hour's Longhorn Notebook from Jeff when we continue with Light the Tower from Pluckers here at 183 and Burnett, the research location here on the Horn. 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Tower. See this uh, this particular music selection is self-biographical in the case of our producer. You see, because tonight, when there's games going on all over the state of Texas, playoff games, win and you advance, lose and you're out, all of that. The one constant about this is that ensconced in the Horn Studios, you can count on Snoop Daniel. You can count on him. So as the airplane would say, count on me, or the starship would say you can count on me. You know what? You know what I was thinking? Yep. 
we've got TVs in the studio, right? But with as much streaming as there is yeah. on Friday nights, we need to get Snoop set up with the command center. Well, he kind of had that working last week when he was kind of yeah. doing his little thing, popping in and out and that kind of stuff. And there was the one humorous moment, Snoop, I must admit, and I was listening up in Dallas, where, you know, you'd already had me on and we'd already talked about how McNeil jumped to the to the uh, 21-6 lead and yeah. uh, that sort of thing. And, and then you went to Derek Cohen, who was watching the game, but there had been a delay in the stream. He goes, up. Oh, all right, McNeil scored a touchdown. It's now seven to nothing. You guys are like, yeah, we can update for you now. It's fourteen to six now. You know that kind of thing afterwards. But it, sometimes you're just at the mercy of uh, the delayed system of video. Sometimes, yes. but I know you guys will be hard at it tonight, a- including monitoring Brandeis versus San Marcos because uh, yep. the winner of that game will play Dripping Springs versus Maynard. And we already yeah. know a Judson, I mean, they beat down Churchill last night, 42-5. So uh, we'll keep track of, like, not only the Austin area teams, but the opposite side of the bracket to see who they could be playing uh, two weeks from now. Yeah. When we had Greg Tepper on uh, yesterday, I asked Tep about, you know, this collision course that looks like Vandegrift and Dripping Springs are on mm-hmm. to meet in a quarterfinal. I said, if anybody's going to trip anybody up, who can it be? And he said, keep an eye. If you get a second-round matchup with Drip, and Brandeis, mm-hmm. he said, keep an eye on that one. Agree, agree with that. And then, and then, you know, Converse Judson is like one of those vampires, tough to kill. You know, even even with a sub 500 record, uh, that you know, you get a team like it. Same thing the argument you can make for Cedar Park being sub 500 as well. You know, since we're talking high school football, how about a Flex 30 update from Snoop? Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Give, give Craig his Vuvuzela, Snoop. Okay, He's I got you. Yeah, I need to have that. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Right, now we're, you know you love Now it, we're right? rolling. Yeah. Now we're rolling. We're uh. ready, ready to have that. Now, uh, again, to review for the folks, we do have our uh, the, the three area teams that we've been broadcasting their games all season long. We have them all simultaneously going tonight. In fact, uh, two of the games start at 7 o'clock, Vandegrift against Bowie. Uh, at Monroe Stadium, and uh, and that's a seven o'clock kick, uh, with Merle and Scott and Hank uh, there with the call going to the booth at six forty-five, six forty-five to the booth uh, with Mark and Bucky and sideline Stu, who is here. Stu Myrick, by the way, he's enjoying some medium wings. There's here. various versions of Stu Myrick. There's Super Bowl Stu, mm-hmm. Suplex Stu. Yep. Tonight he's sidelines too. Right now he's saucy stew. Yeah. Because he's enjoying the medium wing sauce there. So um, there's that. And uh, that's a 7 o'clock kick. LBJ is at 7.30. And uh, that, again, this week only, it'll be on Coke FM, 98.5, 99.3 FM. Uh, we do have Texas women's basketball. Their season opener on 105.3 The Batch uh, beginning at 7.15. So at uh, 7.15 to the booth, they're – Rodney Rodriguez and Jason Asu are on the call for that one. And from, uh, from I, I, Nelson Field. Thank you for Absolutely. that. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so that'll be that'll be at seven fifteen. But of course, Snoop will align it all and get it going at six thirty there from the Flex ATX studios. Anyone? 
complete halftime reports. I know Rodney and, and Jason are looking forward to your complete halftime wow. reports, new. Uh, during during the LBJ, which will be pretty easy for you to get to that. You you won't have to do the co-opted. Some of you will send you back to your games of, in your area, <laughs> depending on if, if Vandegrift and Lake Travis re each reach the half at the same time since they both kick off at 7, but LBJ's game kicks at a half an hour later. So they're looking forward to uh, having you keep them updated, and I know folks are looking forward because you're going to be keeping a close eye on everything in all of those classifications, and there's a little bit less of a menu this weekend there's new because there were so many games played last night yeah um i'll just run down quickly westlake desoto gerald wimberly bernie madisonville lago vista lano jerdington and blanco all austin-ish teams advance with wins on thursday night so yeah that's blanco blanco, blanco sorry blanco is a queso <laughs> you know blanco is in is in Texas. On Fox 7 so this morning, I did say Blanco correctly, and I thanked you. Good. I was like, hey, shout out Craig Way. <laughs> and uh, Jordan. Okay. Those, those dreaded and feared. And Jordan. Those dreaded and feared Blanco Panthers. That's right. That's right. For there's, me, they were. Back I was there. saying, there's not much that a man from Florence, Texas dreads. You know. Yeah. You Seeing know. That, that, uh, that blue and gold, though, that uh, sent a shiver down your spine. Same thing with the blue and white from Gerald? No. Maybe that, not back in the day. That, that churns my guts and <laughs> makes me uh, – Gives you the bubble guts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the number two comes to mind. All right, all right. Logo. <laughs> and they could say, hey, we're pooping all the way to the area round of the playoffs there is what they're, they're letting you know. They're well, the, the outhouses, I'm sure, are full. <laughs> all, right. all right, so there, <laughs> there's a, somewhat of a version of uh, – <laughs> the Flex 30 update for you. Hey, uh, Snoop, there's also regional volleyball getting after, right? There is, yeah. Real quick, Dripping Springs versus Harlan and Lake Travis versus Laredo United in 6A. If they take care of business tonight, then Drip and Lake Travis will play on Saturday for a trip to the Final Four. So also, wow, uh, a uh, district rematch. Liberty Hill, yes, correct. Uh, Liberty Hill, Hill, Rouse, and Salado, other programs who are still alive. So good luck tonight. Wow. And, and Liberty Hill has a home playoff game. As well uh, this oh, evening man. in football. Yes, we sir. just got a text on the Specs text line. Thorndale won there by district. Oh, yes, they night. did. Yes, they did. And it was a shootout with one of your former opponents, Johnson City. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a good ball game, yeah. and the Bulldogs won that one. So, Snoop, you add that one to I your will. list. Uh, Thorndale with the win, 41-30. LaGrange did go down to defeat uh, last night. Smithfield plays tonight. So, Snoop will be keeping uh, track of those 4A schools as well that are coming out of 13-4 AD, too, as well. So, Smithville is playing tonight. Flatonia won last night. And we know uh, we have uh, some uh, Bulldogs fans who, who uh, check in with us, uh, Flatonia fans, and they won their by district last make, night. Make sure you well. give my small school some love tonight, Snoop. I will, yeah. well, for sure. Yeah, I, got, I, I tend to one Flatonia now. Snoop's, uh, Snoop's flex uh, coverage tonight, it'll be the polar opposite of our uh, Florida Friday for Inconceivable. It will not be flaccid. No, it'll, it'll be, be it'll on be, point. It will be long and strong and mighty. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, Flatonia, 50, 59 powerful. points last night. By Very the way. powerful. All right, uh, let's move on to this hour's Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. It's a Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, the home loan expert, your Texas loaner expert, your Texas lender. Check her out on the web at BowersockTeam.com. Again, trying to make this as tidy as I can. Three keys to a Longhorn victory. You yep, ready, Craig? I am. Key number one, win the explosive play battle. Okay. Uh, if you look at 20-yard plays from scrimmage of 20 yards or more, TCU leads the Big 12 with 64. Texas is third with 53. If you look at 20-plus yard plays allowed, 
Texas is fourth in the Big 12, only giving up 39. TCU, as I like to say, Craig, butt naked last in the Big 12. They've given up. Now, we know how explosive Texas is, right? I just said 53 plays of 20-plus yards. TCU has given up 53 yeah. plays of 20-plus yards. So you've got to win the explosive play battle. That's both you defensively making them earn it, something I'll get to here in just a second, but you've got to maximize your opportunities. The one matchup, Craig, that I would have gone with with the Texas offense are the Texas outside receivers against the two corners, Josh Newton and Travis Hodges-Tomlinson. Pro- yeah. You, they're in that conversation for maybe the best corner duo in the country. Like They're, they're, they're loving good. them some uh, Ladanian's nephew up yeah, there. They're, they're really good. Uh, but you're going to have to take some vertical shots. I think if you're Sark, you're going to have to scheme those up. It's going to be really hard to just blow by guys this week, even with a guy like Xavier Worthy. So win the explosive play battle is key number one. Key two, win situational football. And the two big situations, Craig, for me are the red zone and money downs, third and fourth downs. If you look at red zone touchdown percentage, TCU tied for fifth in the Big 12. 26 of their 38 red zone attempts have resulted in touchdowns. Texas is eighth. 25 of their 40 red zone attempts have resulted in touchdowns. But you go to red zone defense, Texas with the second best touchdown rate allowed in the red zone, 50.6. TCU seventh, 62.5% of the opponent's possessions. 20 of TCU's 30 red zone possessions defended have ended with an opponent touchdown. If you look at just red zone uh, red zone conversion percentage overall, TCU's dead last in the Big 12 in red zone defense. So Yes, you have to make them earn it, but if you're Texas, when you get inside the 20, you can't be Steph Curry and the Warriors. You can't fall in love right. with the three. You got you to get you seven when you get down inside the green area. Uh, key number uh, also, I mentioned money downs. That's third and fourth downs. Third and, uh, third and fourth down efficiency on offense where they rank nationally. Texas 44th, TCU 68th. Defensively, TCU 57th, Texas 88th. We know that Texas defense has struggled on third down. We know they've had issues on fourth down. But last week, Craig, one of the keys to winning that K-State game, money down success rate. If you look at third and fourth mm-hmm. downs combined, Texas went eight for 16 in Manhattan last week. Made some big, big conversions, including that one counts that Roshan Johnson broke off that 37-yard run yep. on fourth and one. He just had the ball popped out. Great play by the K-State defender. But situational football, red zone, and money downs. Texas has got to win those two areas. Key number three for me, continue to dominate the middle eight. I know everybody's probably sick of me talking about the middle eight, but I crunched the numbers, correct this morning. Again, Texas in the last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half in the six wins, their scoring margin is 58 nothing. Their yardage advantage is plus 682 over the opponent. In the three losses, scoring, they're being outscored 10 nothing. Yardage. Minus 99 in yardage differential. Uh, spoke with that. Uh, spoke with Sark about that on Long oh, yeah, Weekly. He talked about how big it was the end first half, start of the second half. Uh, he's got a term for it, too, and I forgot exactly what it was. I'll try to remember it during the break, their, their, their term. But, um, it's yeah, it's big to them, no question about it. And we posted our staff predictions at Horns 24-7 okay. yesterday. Yours? I'm taking the Bevos. Okay. 41-38. You and uh, – What's his uh, uh, name? It's on uh, with Bucky and Aaron. Lee Sterling. Lee Sterling, 41-38. I just, I, I've been confident about this game again. I, I think Texas, they've got the ability to take advantage of the fact that TCU, it's a high-risk, high-reward defense. They've got the ability to hit the big play. Again, I think as long as you can make TCU as one-dimensional as possible, I think you've got a great chance to go win this ballgame. Plus, I think, too, 
being at home, the home crowd behind you. My challenge to Texas fans is this. 20 years from now when they talk about this game, they need to talk about this crowd the same way Texas fans talk about Houston in 1990, Missouri in 2008, West Virginia in 2012. It needs to be one of those kind of nights tomorrow. There you go. We get ready to uh, wrap this one up here at Pluckers and going to wrap it up, Snoop, with some computer for you because I know you got a lot of questions about the computer. Yes. So here we go. Tonight, Vandegrift Bowie. What do you think in the computer things? Uh, Vandegrift by 10. I'm going to say Vandegrift by 9. 19. Oh. All right. Add, add ours together. I, I mentioned that the computer <laughs> likes Round Rock by 1 over Lake Travis. Uh, Maynard Drip? Ooh. Drip uh, by 23. Drip. By how many? 23. You don't even have to guess, Snoop. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, you just nailed it. Price he is just right. nailed it. And by the way, the computer had Westlake by 37, and they won by, what, 48? When in doubt, pick Michael Jordan's number for the yeah, answer. Now, so that's how I roll. Now reach into yeah. Craig's pocket and pull out some money. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, okay. Georgetown and Canyon, I think I told you guys, computer likes the Eagles by three. And the computer likes uh, Smithson by 21 over Cedar Park. Okay. Um, Northeast and Belton. Snoop? Oh, Belton by 42. Not quite that much. 33. I did tell you the computer did like LBJ by 42. How about Rouse Crockett? Rouse Crockett tonight at Bible. Rouse, Rouse by, by 30, 39. 19. Computer says 10. Ooh. Oh. 10. Oh. And Waco U and McCallum? I don't know either. Waco, wait, I'm going to say Waco U by, let's say, 20, 21. 7. Waco really? U went 5-5 five and five this year. Um, huh. Go get uh, them, McCallum. Yeah. Hope so. All right. Now. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> I got one on the button, and then I've been way off. Uh, Snoop, Lampasas, and Somerset? Land, uh, Somerset by 7. Uh, 12, and we know Bernie won uh, last night uh, in their matchup. And then uh, finally, uh, just to give you uh, some 4AD2, uh, Jeff, uh, computer likes Quero by 44 over Salado. Um, we know LaGrange lost to uh, Mattisville, but. Uh, that, doesn't, that doesn't make me mad. All right, Smithville, Gatesville, Snoop. Gatesville by three. Uh, six. So there you go. Snoop will keep track of all of it. Hey, real quick, Craig, before we get out of here, a little breaking baseball news that happened. Yep. James Click not returning to the Astros. His GM, he rejected their uh, one-year contract offer. Wow. So the Astros will be looking for a new general manager. Wow. That is interesting. Okay. Thanks a lot, Jim Crane. Appreciate it, bud. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, all right. Coming up will be Chad and Zay. And uh, we hope you have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, and, and I'll be in Stores, Connecticut Monday. I'll check in on that for the next time on Light the Tower. Hey, what's up, folks? This is your Lifetime Long Run Rod Babers. It's finally everybody's favorite time of year.